I know you guys were waiting for this for a long time. We're finally back. Sorry for a little absence we had. We had a nice little, I think it was a month-long hiatus. Uh, we had a lot of traveling going on, a lot of people changing jobs, a lot of like, you know, relationship commitments. But, you know, we have mo- we have some of the pod back. You know, we're back. We're going to be as consistent as possible. I do apologize for that. You know, as producer, I got to be more strict with these bozos that are on the pod with me. But today is going to be a little bit of a, you know, intermittent pod. It's going to be me and Rocco now. And then it's going to be either me and Julio next or by me, then me and Julio. So just... For the listeners, just so you're aware, we're back. It's a little choppy, but we're going to be there. But, you know, getting right into it, a lot has happened, particularly with Juve and the teams, especially in European competitions. Rocco, I got to ask you first, as the ex-Juventino that you are, mm-hmm. what do you, now that now that you're converted to the Roma, the Roma squadra, what do you uh-huh. feel now that you have to witness this Put dumpster fire to put it lightly of Juventus is going on right now. It feels great, honestly. I know that like Julio. I know what he, the emotions he was going through watching the. Uh, oh, they'll they'll be on the game. They'll be the on other here. day. Um, and yeah, it, it was. It's like honestly, I'm just like so. I don't know if like disillusioned is the right word, but maybe just like disconnected from Juve at this moment. That um, you you've been checked the scores and I like laughed. I was like, this is this is so appropriate for this moment, like in Juventus history, to see them down. The first time I checked, I like I saw the pod or the uh, the pod chat, and Julio was texting some dumb shit about Duzon who didn't even score, and then I thought Juve was winning. And then I checked my score. <laughs> oh, were you one. wrong? And I was like, that's hilarious. I was like, this is so like what I would expect at this point. So, um, yeah. Did you, did you yeah. feel, did you feel kind of like a, I told you so feeling where it's like, see, I had these reservations. Now it's all coming to fruit. I was exercised by me going to Roma did you feel any of this while they were getting pummeled by Benfica, losing to Monza, was, and just all the bad results they've had so far? I was saying this the other day. Literally, I was saying this exact thing to someone. I was saying it to my fiance, who did not care very much, but I was like, it's just saying how I was like, I feel good that I feel like I was right about this stuff. Like, I'm not like happy Juve's losing, but I'm like, it feels like a lot of the criticism is justified now yeah that it's like come to fruition and they suck so to be the Dell's advocate of the bad honors that they're getting they did look good with the youngins with the young guns yeah like, that, like they, that was good they looked, that, that was typical it's like they looked hungry yeah we'll put young kids on they got nothing to lose mm-hmm. this is experience but before Julio takes over this pod just by screaming at me about everyone needs to leave the club. What do you yeah, think? Let's get the intelligent conversation. Yeah. Where Julio joins. What What do you think is the utmost important thing? First thing that Juve should do to try to right the ship. Is it fire Allegri? Is it to go higher up? Is it play? Like, what do you think might be the first move that they do that they should do? It's, uh, I've been like big. They should just keep Max this whole time because or the length like, of his contract or just like the end of the big, season. I, I guess at least the end of the season, just cause they have like such a big financial commitment to him. Yeah. And like, he's supposed to be a good manager. Uh, but at this point, yeah, I think, I, I think it's like a top moment for you then to should like cut or get rid of whoever they can get rid of. A lot of people are like, Juventus will never be good again until Agnelli resigns. And it's like, well, why would he do that? It's like, yeah, that that's that's not going to happen, I don't think. And um, apparently he's buddies with Max, which might be the problem for, for having him axed. But, yeah, I would say fire Max just because I'd like to see something interesting happen. I don't – I still, much as I'm, like, all – shitting on Juve all the time and like I don't care about Juve anymore I still don't believe that the players are that are like this bad like that what we're watching is what those players are capable of you know yeah I mean 
I, I kind of agree with you in that they're not that bad. Like, if I'm looking at the standings right now in City, I think they're ninth. They're eighth. I, apologies. They're eighth in City mm-hmm. right now. They're, they have good enough players to not be eighth. Can they be top four? No. I don't think they're top four talent. I think that it, it's the, especially now more than ever in football, you always need that balance. And I feel like mm-hmm. that they're just like I I've bemoaned on this podcast about the midfield. It, every time I see Juve, I keep seeing the same issue that they're just yeah. not balanced. And in today's game, you need that balance in order to actually pose a threat to any team that either comes into the J or hosts you guys in their home stadium, right? So that's I think the first problem. The second problem, which I think is a more concerning problem, is Vlaovic, not his style or how he plays, but his body language of the recent games that they've been having. He's looked disinterested. He's looked fed up. He's looked uber frustrated. And I don't blame him for that. The question then becomes, will this be like, okay, I thought I wanted to go to Juventus. I warded off all offers. I I ignored the Arsenal offer. I ignored any other European offer. I wanted Juventus. Mm -hmm. Now I'm here. He might be saying he's either stagnant or maybe even taking a step backwards from where he was at Fiore. So yeah. now it's like maybe not January, but this summer would clubs maybe start piquing their interest, say, look, maybe we should go after this guy. He's in an unhappy situation, and possibly he's going to be under market value from what Juventus bought him at because of the poor performances he's had due to the team being so bad. So Yeah, like, and why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't he have those feelings at this point? Like, it's... Like, they don't play a way that, like, facilitates what he wants to do. He's supposed to be the most important guy, right? Juventus made some pretty key personnel yeah. decisions to uh, make sure that he was their centerpiece and to let other amazing players go because yeah. they uh, they wanted to be Duzon-centric. And it's like, I don't know. if Like, because if you – if it's like, oh, Max is hindering him – if you're Juventus, what's more important to you, like Duzon or Max? Like, yeah. from a numbers perspective, you can get screwed pretty hard either way. Yeah, I think I think like the the another like the the another key thing I'm seeing it's like it's just it's so the way Juventus are playing with with the, like a Duzon and like decent like good enough midfielders like they're playing so archaically, which is annoying. Right, it's like oh, Allegri ball. It's Allegri ball, but like the pace is so slow. They get it out to the wings. The wings do a little trick here too, cross it into Vlaovic. But it's like there's no intricate play. There's no movement of the defense. The defense that they play against, if they go into a block, they can't do anything. But then when the team counters on them, Juventus aren't good enough in the midfield or at the back to be in yeah. that low block themselves and defend well. So it's like it's a part of my friendship, but it's a clusterfuck of issues that it's like. There's so there's at least three to five issues, big issues, and you don't know which way to start. So it's like, you know, the defense has been suspect this year. Julio would talk about that plenty later. Midfield, like we just said, not balanced enough. Forwards, very archaic in their style. Allegri being too stubborn to change his tactics, and then the higher-ups making the wrong choice and getting Allegri, and now they're stuck with it. So it's like you have these things that pile on yeah. each other, and now you don't know where to go. So now, it's just, and especially with this embarrassment of them losing the Champions League in a group that most people pegged them to get out of, not to win, but to get out of. And now right. they're going to be struggling. They're going to have to fight on the final day, which I think they will get through. To no, go they're through out. The, no, oh, the to, get to, the, uh, to get to Europa League. Yeah. yeah. So, like, no, they're, unless, they're unless Benfica and, and Maccabi Haifa have a, a closed-door handshake, they're going to let Maccabi win. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But um, Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, people were like when they, you know, they roughed up Empoli. People yeah, were that, like, yeah. "Oh, maybe this is a good sign." It's like, but it's not a good. It's Empoli. Like I will say, like Locatelli's been playing a little better lately, so that's promising. And then there's like the thing that I've been talking about this whole time, right? And it's like Juventus apologists will say, like Chiesa and Pogba are not there, and those are two massively important parts of the team. And I, like, you know, I agree. Agreed. I that, yep. Like, Chiesa. Is yeah, but Chiesa is coming back from an ACL injury, right? But he's at worst what you've his third best player at worst, yeah, 
first or second probably. If he if he's the same come back from the injury though. That's the thing. It's like that's like with those type yeah. of injuries, especially as a winger and the way he dribbles at players where he's just going at you full speed. It's going yeah. to take a while for him to get back to his confidence. Like we saw with Zaniolo a few times, right? Like he had, he had I think, two ACL injuries. And now we're just seeing him back to where like he might have been before those injuries. So right. there's that recovery period. But also it's like, to the Pogba thing specifically, he's not going to be your super creative midfielder that's going to be going up and down, trying to start creating from the back and going forward. Like he's not no. in that shape anymore. So it's like, I get it. You're fantasizing this return of Pogba, but... I said on a previous pod, and I'm going to say it again, it's like, that's not going to be enough. These teams, Napoli, Inter, Milan, Atalanta to an extent, Lazio to an extent, these midfields are really good. If you think Pogba's just yep. going to be able to make them compete with all those, I'm sorry, you fans, but you got another thing coming. Yeah, and that's, you know, like I said, you know, Locatelli's been better lately, and Rabiot's been, you know, a goal-scoring machine lately. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he looked horrible against Benfica, though. He looked so out of place. Yeah, honestly, I, I wasn't able to watch uh, much of it, but um, but even with those guys playing well, it's just like it feels like it's not like a cohesive team right now. And I think I saw Paredes is out now. For, yeah, Paredes for is out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, Di Maria is out. Um, Bremer, I don't know the extent of his excuse me his injury, but. It's it's just yeah, a symbolic front, but but Julio is in the Zoom waiting. Do we let him in? We gotta. We gotta I guess so. We gotta let him I, in. Let's hear what he's gonna say about yeah. this. All right, he's joining right now. We'll see. We'll see when he gets on. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm very excited for this. I mean, this. This. This is half the reason why I want to do the pod. Um, but Rocco, I know, I know, yeah, Rocco, I know you're, (laughs) I know you're short on time, but in terms of your Roma recently, how do you feel about how they've been playing so far? Julio, get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. For for those of you that can't see the zoom, Julio's wearing a red t-shirt with the Roma. No, it's a Roma jersey. Oh, it's a Roma jersey. Oh, no, it's a Roma jersey. He was guarding the the emblem and the New Balance logo. Sorry. So uh, you're talking about, you're talking about my team? Yeah, I mean, I. I think they're doing great this season. It's a bit unfortunate with Dybala, <laughs> but I love Dybala, I and I trust Mourinho. Guy. And I feel like, listen, I was at the stadium, and I love the fans, okay? Yeah, for those that don't I know, Rocco, Julio, and Mike went on a love tour of all of Italy, and I was very jealous I wasn't I'd able to I'd call it a to. pilgrimage. A pilgrimage that they we, didn't want to come back from. It's true. Amazing. Um, but yeah, Rocco, speak on Roma, since you're the actual Roma fan. Yeah. I think before the game today, it was something like they've produced two shots on target or something since Dybala has been hurt. Yeah. Um, They are definitely super reliant on him, which, you know, doesn't bode well for them in this immediate period where he's out. And then like, you know, yeah, potentially if he, if he, he can't play every game, even if he Mm -hmm. like cleans up his medical record or whatever, and he, he's consistently there, you know, he can't play three times a week yeah, no, that's no definitely that's definitely a top player. That's definitely a player you can rely on. Julio, who on Juve would you even want to play three times? Bovic. A week? Why? <laughs> Why? What does he do? Because he's a superstar who wins you games. What games has he won? Well, I mean, it's hard to win games when you don't have the team around. He couldn't even get the goal the other day. Or the My coach. Boy, Moise Kane came in and took that goal right from him. Uh, this, uh, is, this is why we have the that, pod, that ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I, I I'm a, they're getting one Alden back soon already. So that should be helpful. I think he's like started training. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be until like it might be. I read something about like friendlies that lead to the World Cup or around the World Cup that he might be playing in or something. So, well, yeah, he had a broken tip, it might still be like three so, weeks yeah. or something, but uh, he'll be back soon, which is. Super helpful to midfield like stability on a general basis, but also yeah. especially I guess while Dybala's not there because it allows you to push Pellegrini forward without like sacrificing too much, like keeping the midfield strong. So I don't know. I think they're still in pretty good shape. They're close, you know, they're there, they're yeah, the, the, the thi- four. Yeah, the thing is like I have I have to say, even though Napoli won the game, it was a very, very tight game. Um 
The thing was, I think in the second half, Roma really didn't look as dangerous. Again, you can credit that to Dybala. But, you know, a lot of people had them in the top four. I think they're right outside. I think they're in fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're in fifth, two points behind Atalanta. So, and overall, only seven points off the top. So, in Serie I know it's not a large gap. But, yeah, I mean, their play, for the most part, has been consistent, right? Like, they're attacking-wise, they're very, you know... They're very random in a good sense where it's like you kind of don't know where their attack is going to come from because you might see a Zaniolo run. If Dybala is healthy, you might see him create. You always have the threat of Timmy Timmy Abraham. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's good that way. But for me, and I think Galano has been a key component of this, uh, proponent of this, I should say. Sorry. Their defense is looking really shaky. I think it's like they're also... Gassed all the time. Yeah, that that was that was my follow up. I I think you know this is what year two of them having Mourinho, right? This is the second season Mm -hmm. he was there last year. Mm -hmm. Next season might be the best one because he might be able to actually rebuild the squad even more, get some more depth, and then really take it off. But you know, Roma really good signs. I I think that you know fourth is I think actually I don't have to think I know because I could just look at our predictions. Most of us had Roma in that four third spot. So I think they're fitting right in maybe not third, but fourth definitely. Um, but no, still exciting things to come when all of them come back. Like you said, Rocco and Dybala also come back. So I read still- also that people think that with the Wijnaldum coming back, that Mourinho might switch to a back four. And that would, I guess, be helpful to give the. I guess because there's more coverage in the midfield, so he can yeah like ease up and not have three in the back, which will you know allow them to rotate a little bit more, which mm-hmm. will be helpful. So. <clears throat> yeah, I will say this: um, being at the Olimpico and celebrating a DiBala goal that I saw live, <laughs> top two moment of my life probably. You can ask Julio just how happy I was. Yeah, he was. He was I, I was very happy too. I mean, he is my favorite player, and I've been supporting him for many years. Um, since his Palermo days, I don't know if anyone knows if he Julio's, played for Palermo, but Julio's um, identity is troll. Like, he but no, it's, it, it was a great take experience. himself seriously. Oh, when is the, when is the goat? Those... When is the goat supposed to come back? Don't worry about it. He'll be back when he's back. <laughs> I mean, that makes that sense. Is... He's kind of like Batman. He saves that city every time. Oh my god. He honestly does. That's the first thing I mean, that makes I mean, sense. I mean, Torino needs more saving than Rome right now, if you ask me. And then, so just to quickly touch, I guess, on the rest of our trip, we also saw uh, Milan versus Juve, which was just an absolute destruction. Like, Juve were. I'll save my thoughts for when we actually are on Juve, but. We already talked well, about it. Well, you mean Ro- me and Rocco talked about it, but Julio, <laughs> I was going to transition back to it. Just, just, just let it loose. How you feel about your squad? Just go, go off, King. So I gotta say, um, having been a UA fan since two thousand six, I never ever saw them live in a competitive game. I saw them once in twenty eleven, in a tour in the U.S. And the first time against I get to see them against Club America in twenty eleven. Uh, you didn't come to that Red Bulls game? Then that's actually twice. I, I was really fucking young for that. It was the Red Bulls game. Yeah. We got racially abused by Americans. It's true. You remember that? It happened. I remember it. That's a, that's a little real thing. But anyways, I digress. First competitive game for Juve. And you see him at the San Siro, the, the place of your dreams. You know, as a kid, you watch people. It was games. an amazing atmosphere. Amazing atmosphere. I went to three games. I went to the Roma game at the Olympico. I went to the Juve game at the San Siro. I went to East Milan. I went to Barcelona's Champions League game. And... Of those three games, by miles for me, in my opinion, the San Siro was the loudest. Yeah, that, and it was it was it was insane. It was loud because you have you have the court, you have the insane. Cordova with the tifos going off like insane. I don't know if it's I think the the, the problem with the Olympico is that the stadium design is is shitty. So it's, it's like a lot open. Of, it's like a lot of yeah. the air the the sound just goes out into the thin air. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways. What a game to choose to see Juve's first competitive, <laughs> com- competitive in quotes because it wasn't a competitive game. I don't even I don't even want to call it a game. That's I don't rough. know what you want to fucking call it. But my God, that just the the complete lack of ideas on this team, the lack of talent, 
the lack of ideas, the lack of leadership, the lack of grinta, the lack of care <laughs> of identity for the badge. Not that the crest matters anymore, but Mike, my God. No, you're you saying it wrong. It's the letter. It's not, it's not a yeah, crest. It's not, it's not a, a badge. badge. It's, it's the letter. letter. You got to represent the, the corporation. Represent the J Worldwide Corporation Holder Co. <laughs> Represent the stock, okay? Like, what? I mean, just from Allegri, Allegri ball with no zero creativity. He throws his hands up and he's like, "I'm so sorry. We have no kiss and we have no Pogba. What am I gonna do but lose every game and do nothing? You're starting two center forwards. Who's gonna create?" You got fucking Alibaba Crossage on the left wing, and then you got <laughs> Alexandro, who you could have sold for 90 million euro four years ago, but you kept and now he's rotting. And then you got fucking Panucci, who's the Maguire of Serie A, sitting in the back. He does nothing but lose the ball in the Champions League game. It was like he was in a nursing home. He was like 75 years old. He was losing. He was losing. He didn't know who was. He didn't know his family was. He didn't know who anything was. He's just looking at the ball. There's the ball. Oh, there's the goal. This this team is so broken. Wait, Drew, so real quick. Sorry to interrupt. So how do you feel about Bonucci getting like a two-year extension on his contract? Allegri, Allegri's comments when he's like, Bonucci would be so great even if he's on the bench. No matter where he is, he's a leader. Would, are, we talking, are we talking about who are we talking about? Talking about Del Piero, we're talking about Messi, Ronaldo, we're talking about fucking Bonucci. He was the odd man out of the BBC. The only reason he shined is when he was with Chiellini and Barzai, and then anytime he was not with them, he's just like he's god awful. I, I I don't even I don't even know where to begin. Allegri starting two center forwards with no creativity, just throws his hands in the air. Who? What am I gonna do? Somebody save me! We got nobody. Oh, poor me, the injuries. They hand him a yeah. contract to be fucking Sir Alex Ferguson. He's a bum. And then you got Agnelli, who gets rid of Morata fucking f- five years ago in a coup. He says, this is my team. I'm the reason we were so totally successful. Gets Arriva Bene, and, and the team has gone to literal shit. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, no, not... I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. First with Paratici, then with Arriva Bene. Okay, it's Agnelli's fault because he thought this was his team. He thought he was the reason for the success. That's why he clashed with Conte. That's why he clashed with Marotta. And the team is in the fucking gutter because he has an ego and he has the last name on Yellen. He thinks he's the he's got a fucking god complex. This team, no matter where you look, is rotten. It is fucking broken. It is rotten. The coach has to go. The ownership needs to go and they got to get Elkin in. The fucking old head's got to go. Bonucci's got to get what the fuck Elkin out. What is going to do? Any, anybody else but god complex on Yellen. Anybody else. The whole fucking team sucks. No identity, no heart, no grinta. I was watching nothing. Lacking ideas, leadership, and identity. This team is fucking bankrupt morally, financially, and spiritually. This team needs to fucking reset. Because this is not the Juve I grew up on. I'd rather watch Amaury and Diego in 2008. Oh, That's God. how fucking bad it is. <laughs> I'd rather see New Holland on the fucking jersey. And and have to be like, oh man, Juve lost to Palermo again. What are we gonna do? We're in eighth place. I'd rather that garbage than this fucking joke. Holy fuck! I I'm think done. that the combination of like everything Julio just raged about and my influence, maybe I'm pulling Julio a little bit because we <laughs> went to the we went to the J store in Rome and like walked out disgusted by it. Oh, <laughs> like all this stupid products that they have and just like the way everything's marketed so um, so I, I i left that trip fundamentally believing that uva is a glorified fashion brand uva is a fashion brand with stock and then they happen to play soccer and nobody fucking cares <laughs> that's 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 uva man so i don't even i don't even so go, Marco. jew i I'm, I'm gonna come back to you um me and rocco kind of talked about Juve a little bit earlier, as we mentioned. If you were to start somewhere with, you know, starting this rebuild, how would you and how would, like, traditional diehard Juventus fans start the potential rebuild to try to get Juve back to glory? Like, what would you do first? 
And don't say fire. I want like a specific like fire somebody, buy sell okay. players. Like like what would you do? I would get rid of Agnelli. Okay. But how would, do you get rid of Agnelli? I guess, you I don't, I don't I don't know how else he's gonna come in. I don't know. I, the ultras need like a fucking riot. takeover since he's probably traded. <laughs> I, listen, at this point, I'd rather it be sold to some fucking random oil oil bear. I, I really what, would. Well, what if you... No, what? What? What about Nedved? I mean, I feel like Nedved's not getting talked about enough about this whole thing, too. Because Nedved, just, Nedved again, has a lot to talk about it as well. It's equally yeah, his he, problem. It, clear, the reason we were successful is because we had a perfect mix. Agnelli worked when he was part of who? A team of Marotta and Nedved. Marotta was fucking critical to constructing the team, and Agnelli did great with the investments. He built the stadium. I respect him for that. I thank him for that. He brought us back to relevance. That doesn't give him a fucking pass to be uh, uh, this god complex where he thinks he's the savior of the world, and he's untouchable. The results speak for themselves. You get rid of Marotta because you have an ego crisis. You get rid of Conte because you have an ego crisis, and then you bring in these bums. Paratici, again, he thought he was, he, he was fucking Jesus Christ. Touched the water to wine over here, and the team turns to shit. You don't... How do you... How do you construct a team? The past since 2017, just no ideas whatsoever. Bring in Ronaldo, but just just, just bring in Ronaldo. It's gonna raise the Juve stock. There's nothing else to do. Okay, what about since Ronaldo? No fucking I ideas or identity. And then you let Allegri you treat him as if he's Sir Alex Ferguson. I'll never forget that article, and I will always call it the way it is. They were gonna give him a Sir Alex Ferguson contract. They gave him a Sir Alex Ferguson contract, and he's a bum. Where was he's the article? He's not that good of a coach. Just quote your source. I respect him. He, Sight, he's a bum. I gotta find. I gotta find the article where they they, they literally called it a Sir Alex Ferguson contract, where he has control of the team, a long term contract. His vision, his culture, his vision is fucking awful. How do you start? What year is it? Two thousand seven in the Premier League. How do you start two center forwards in a play? It's a, it's a Sir Alex Ferguson contract. He's Dude, what are we doing? What year is it? It, where, where's the, yeah, where do the and then look at the, it's not like we have Pirlo on the fucking midfield. We have no I, ideas, just no ideas. It's the same Allegri ball where there's seven wingers. You plug them in, you hope something happens, and then you cry when you don't have Pogba and Chiesa. I, is the team gonna get better when Pogba and Chiesa come in? Yes. Allegri is just bankrupt on ideas. He did great when he inherited a team from Conte and a system. And a, a great fucking structure. You literally can't go on. You put put me as coach. I'd scream three times. We win uh, three more Serie A's titles. So, it doesn't matter. So with so your honest opinion, you bring yes. in Pogba, bring in Kiesa, assume fully healthy, fully ready to go. Where's Juve finishing with that with them two in the team? Fifth, fourth, max, max fourth. I, I think fifth or sixth at this point. Julius. Clinging on to his hope. I'm cling. I'm clinging on to something because I'm. I'm. I don't know what the fuck. Well, hey, on. if you guys win the Europa League, if you guys qualify, you could get the Champions League that we're way. We're not. We're, no, round of sixteen Europa League is a disaster. You, you never I, know, man. We're gonna lose to some team that's gonna sound like a password that you know the auto-generated password. <laughs> when you type it into Google, we're gonna lose to some auto-generated password team from, from fucking Turkey or some shit. All the all the players' names are I'm not a robot. Uh, it's 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 going to be some auto auto generated fucking FIFA team that nobody knows. We're going to lose. That's how it works. Or or you play Arsenal. And then and, and you know you're going to have. Well, I <laughs> wish we, we play Arsenal. I, I don't know, but all I'll say is you'll get a nice Allegri article after the game. Listen, oh, man, we got injuries, man. Allegri, man. Uh, we got to blame uh, the the moon was a half full moon, and that that's what you're going to that's what you're going to get from this fucking team. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody takes responsibility. Moon. That's the that we literally just the bet the fucking uh, I can't even begin the Champions League game. Can we can we talk about Bonucci for like more than two seconds? Go go ahead, dude. Did anyone did anyone with a brain watch the highlights? I saw the whole game. Bonucci, what is happening? Yeah, he makes Maguire look like a fucking stud. Oh, I won't go that far, dude. I would go that far. Did you see some of these goals? He's like, he's like the ball's here. He's like. Uh, where's there's the ball and there's the player and there's the goal. It was, it, it, I've never, I have never seen anything like that in my entire life. Like he has to go, like yesterday, he has to go. But like, okay, what do he, they do then? Like, he's he's like our PK, where it's like, why the fuck are you still on our team? Like, you were good five years ago. You're a legend, sure. 
But he's not even a fucking legend. That's actually, that's actually, that's, a, that's, a, a, that's a great comparison. He's I literally actually, PK. I, I like that he's a lot, PK. actually. Yeah, he's literally, PK doesn't start though. PK's only playing because of injuries. Yeah. Bonucci's fucking starting still. He's the captain. Who has just, other options but to start him? Who are they going to start? Like, Bremer is hurt now. Anyone like, else call him? They could have could started Rugani. They could have started Rugani. Obviously, I'd like to see Rugani start. Yeah. Can we talk know? about... Can we talk about That's that my, winger that came guy. on in the Champions League game at the end and got all the assists? What's his name? Oh, uh, Sling, I think, or something like that. Dude, yeah. that, that's he's, exactly he's, what I'm saying. I think I'd he's rather... British. I think he's British. Dude, he was a stud. He was a stud. He, again, it's it's just showing desire and like I just some level of passion for the fucking game. Just just Samuel, take take in, these bums in, out of so shit. Junior. Yeah, what a what a stud. He tried to fucking show up and, and play, and then the, the kid from uh, Argentina, I think it was Sol. Sule. Sule, yeah, he fucking killed it. Like, j- he's good. Just show- he's good. Play these kids instead of the like, old that's what, that's what he with did. fucking high salaries. That's what he did in the previous Champions League game, I think, against, like, yeah, the second one against Maccabi. They, yep. uh, it was, Came like, on late, late on, and he just, like, threw on Sule, and I'm like, and dude, he, what, it's energy. you think you're going to get bailed out by, like, a 19-year-old, though, with 10 minutes left? Like, but he, the thing is, he has shit to prove on like Bonucci and some of these other high, highly paid just players that don't do anything. They just don't care. They just do not care. And, and there's just no identity. There's no there's no passion. Allegri just throws his hands up. I don't have my best players. What am I going to do? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've talked about it for too long, but seeing them live was so painful. The just total, the lack of ideas on this team. There is no fucking system there's no creativity i don't care if you don't have pogba and ks out how are you starting two center forwards in 2022 please explain to me what the fucking thinking is well like those two guys are just like i don't know like milik and well no milik didn't start garbage milik didn't start it was keen in the no, game the against same- yeah Plug him in and just throw a big guy up front Dude, next to Vlavic. What Kane is, is going to happen? Kane is on some form right now. Two goals in his last two games, I think. He is, but so. all I'm going to say is you can tell that Juve is missing Dybala. I, I will say that. All jokes aside, just you so need, need that player. Julia. You need that player to create something out of nothing, and Juve simply does not have it. Chiesa is the only one who can do it, and great. That doesn't that doesn't fucking give Allegri shit. Yeah, and he's coming back from an ACL injury, which isn't easy. And he's yeah, so we don't know how it's gonna happen. I I think if he if he comes back healthy and he's fine, he's gonna be a great game changer. He's my favorite player on Juve. He shows heart when he plays. That's a real fucking Juve player that you build on, not Bonucci, not these other fucking bums. Please put the youth on. Get rid of Allegri. Get rid of Agnelli. Reset. I don't care. Sell the team to a fucking oil baron. We're we're an oil team at this point, anyways. We got the fucking J. We got the stock. <laughs> Nobody cares. We're a fashion brand. Sell, sell the China. China, please buy us. Anyone uh, buy us, just get rid of Agnelli. I'm, I'm done. It's Julio solution. Just tear the whole thing down. Tear the yeah, whole fucking Ju- thing down. It's broken. I, I would love to just see Julio go to what's the training ground that you would go to? What's it called? It was in the oh, Amazon man. doc. I whatever. He'll go uh, yeah. the UV or something. He'll, he'll be like the yeah, Joker like in, the, in the Dark Knight where he just walks out of like the hospital oh, set of the UV training ground, just hitting the button and trying to get the whole <laughs> fucking thing to blow up. Man, Julio, tell, tell us how you really <clears throat> feel. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, I had a well, lot to say. Just real quick. Uh, now that Julio has said that he recognizes that UV is missing Dybala, which he also said when we were watching Dybala live because it was a thing of beauty. Um, I do have to jump off the pod, but uh, it was nice hearing you rant, Julia. Thank you, Rocky. Um, nice I'm, I'm glad Rocky Rocky could see it live. Uh, it brings, it brings yeah. a tear to my eye. But yeah, Rocky, I'll text you the games that we're going to pick. Actually, I could tell you them and you can, like, you know, marinate. Yeah, tell them. me them. I'll write them down real quick and give you some. Yep. We are going to pick. There's not many good games this weekend, but there are two. So let me give it is Napoli Sassuolo in Naples, and then uh, Torino Milan in Torino. Okay, we're just doing two. Yeah, just doing two. There's not many other good games. I mean, there's lots of Salernitana, but that's not a really good one. 
you want me to send them to you or I'm going to just say my picks right now? Just send them to me. That way I can just put them in all at the end. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. All right, dog. Thank you for joining. All right, boys. Julio, yeah, you are not excited done. to hear the rest of this. Uh, it will be on Spotify tomorrow. by tomorrow. Don't worry yeah. about it. All right. Later, boys. Later. All right, Jew. I got it now. Hit me, King. Now, now that the Bianco Netty is done, now it's just too toxic for guys hanging out. That's right. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Inter's recent developments in the league and in Champions League? Uh, what? Inter without Guy. What is happening, bro? He's, he's, Where's Guy? He's busy. Where, where's your cousin yeah. Mike? You know, what we got to oh, do? Man. Yeah. That's how they go, man. I Listen, so I, if we're talking about Inter, I did see them live. I went to I the Inter say, how, how, how did you feel with the Barca game? Dude, when I – so for people who don't realize, Barcelona fans started chanting anti-Inter chants in Italian in the stadium, and I, I almost lost my fucking mind. I was going literally berserk hearing those chants. Great, great atmosphere. Um, listen, Inter were as scummy as they as they see them on TV. <laughs> just, just – you see Inter, they're just full of thugs. You, you see an Inter player in the street. You, you listen. You put your kid to the side. You walk away a little bit. You're like, is this, is this guy gonna? Is this guy gonna rob my money? You check oh your pockets. That's the way they play soccer. They they waste time. They go for just dirty tackles. Just a, a club full of mud. Listen, you may could be you may could be bank you could be fucking bankrupt. At least we won't be Inter. Just oh, you God. look at them and something smells and it's it just you could smell it from, from the camp new. You could smell it off your TV. Inter is inter. And I wasn't surprised. So oh, and the thing is, Barcelona, I, I listen, I, they were kind of asked this season. They've been asked for a while. I, inter, inter deserve to win. They play better. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of, uh, they kind of missed the opportunity to score like a, I think it was. Four yeah, uh, I think it was Aslani. A sitter. Yeah, Aslani went for the one-on-one instead yeah. of passing to Mkhitaryan. But look, like in, that would have been a big fuck you. In, I was kind of waiting. Yeah, for that. in Barcelona, you're a young kid getting one of your first games in Champions yep. League. You know, the maturity will come. But I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Inter recently, <laughs> I think the past three or four games, they've been red hot. They've been nonstop scoring and they're winning. Destroyed Pleasant. Yeah, well, that Kyle that Barcelona. that we knew was going to happen. Yeah, so they went on. They they went after beat losing Argentina. to Roma. After losing to Roma, they beat Barca, yep. beat Sassuolo, tied Barca in Barca, beat Salernitana, beat Fiorentina, and yep. what was a chaotic game. And they beat Victoria Pilsen. So they went on. I think it's a six oh, or yeah. seven. One, two, three, six game unbeaten run. So yeah, they're rolling. Yeah, and then and then they got Sampdoria this weekend, and then Bayern, and then Juve. So that Juve game is going to be very. Oh, fun that to is going to be the fucking peak demise of this bankrupt Juve club. That we're going to get routed, and I, I that might be. The, I'm, I'm sure Allegri is still going to be coached from then. Even, <laughs> even if he loses, he loses next four games. When we lose to Inter at like four one, I hope that whole fucking structure comes crashing down. I hope Agnelli gets fired. Uh, Agnelli gets fucking out of the picture. Coup from Elkin or China. And then Allegri gets fired. I don't give a fuck. It's, it's, something's gonna happen. We're gonna get whooped by Inter. They're gonna kill this, us. This is the sole reason why I want to do the pot. I want to get you in your fiery self today. Um, uh, it is a lot to be fired up about. But yeah, Inter, Inter are playing well, and I'm not gonna lie. I said it on, a, on an earlier pod, but the inclusion of Onana into the starting lineup has been an absolute game changer. You could tell it's like that defense is a lot more of a unit. Onana's way more active than Hadanovic. Hadanovic, great servant to the club, great city out legend, but it's like, oh, yes, you know, time to like He was like enemy number one at the Camp Nou because he was also doing scummy inter shit where he'd, uh, he'd hold the ball. Onana like, you're talking about? Yeah. He'd hold the ball for like 12 seconds. Oh, yeah. And the whole stadium booing him. Every time he touched the ball, it was as if it was like, I don't know, like like Paul Scholes playing against Liverpool in at the Anfield or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. Or someone where it's like this, you hate him. He's a scumbag. from the, It's as if they've hated this guy for like 25 years. Yeah. I've never seen – so, he, I mean, he's a great goalkeeper. But he, he was, he was yeah, a I'm not going to – He's every, a real Inter player. Every time I watch him, I'm actually more and more impressed with how good he is. He was is. impressive. Yeah. Maybe it's Hondanovic's time to – I, I think – I also uh, think it's like because we've gone so used to seeing Hondo being so old in net and now we see like a new, like younger guy that's like under the age of 35 that's like actually in net being active. But, you know, Inter, good run of form. I'm, I've been impressed with what they've been doing. They look a lot more solid defensively. A charity fit in nicely with that team. 
I also like when Zaghi's doing. He's, tr- I mean, again, he's doing it because Brozovic is hurt, but it's like Aslani getting more playing time. The the midfield's looking more attacking. You know, the attack is a clicking, and now you have Lukaku coming back. So it's like, yeah, they are clicking. I have to say, like, if you're looking at FIFA, they have the green hour going up because they're in good form right now. I think it's going to continue for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they're picking up wins now. They're, they're it's so funny that they're in seventh, but they they get one win and they're in fourth. Yeah, basically. As, as, they're in third. Yeah, let's say. That's how that's how close the top seven is. Exactly, it's, right it's eight, they're eight points out, and yep. we we've seen it as early as as recent as last year. That's not enough. Like no lead is safe in Serie A upon the top until match thirty eight is over. So, plenty of soccer play. I'm looking forward to it. These next two games for Inter, I think Bayern is going to beat them, but I think they're not going to care as much. They got into it. They got into the next round. Good for them. They get the revenues. It's good for Italian club, in my opinion to get into that next round. And also at the expense of Barca, who just make money out of thin air. I cannot be more happy about it from an Italian perspective. But That's hilarious. You know, th- th- those are my what about, two cents. Uh, have you talked about Napoli yet? No, 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 not yet. I was going to go there next. Be- be- so, Napoli are on yeah, fire. They are absolutely on fire. I have people, not, I don't have people, pundits like Gab Marcotti and like ESPN and The Athletic, these guys are saying that Napoli is the third, as high as the third best team in Europe right now. I'm like, I understand they're crazy hot and they're playing really great football. Like third best, it's not just how you're playing. It's also your mentality. And like I've always said, I love the fact that Napoli are on this run. And I yep. give them credit where credit's due. They've been played absolutely amazing. They got rid of dead weight. They replenished with younger, cheaper, they really better talent. Did. They really did. I, and we predicted them not doing well because of those transfers, but my God, who would have seen this coming? Yeah, no. Uh, Cavada has been a revelation. Simeone, like, got hellas, but on yeah, a bigger man. scale, what just a, can't stop scoring. Like, dude, bangers in, in the Rangers game? Oh, yeah. my God. We have Russ oh. coming off the bench. Oh, the thing was, like, the narrative from against Rangers was, like, yeah, they set the big guns. Meanwhile, they still just played phenomenal. Like, I, they're... I don't know. I, there's always a weakness in a team with Napoli. You can yeah, maybe it, make an argument for the midfield, like attack attacking. They're they're not weak at all. And the defense, they brought a uh, they brought in a left back backup to Mario Rui, who I think he's now actually the backup to this guy. Min, the new center back they got, is good. Yep. Um, Juan has Juan Jesus has been you know roped into it. Rafmani's been good. The Lorenzo's good. Like, Mede has been a revelation, too. That he's gotten a lot better since last year. So, it's like, all these things are clicking. But I, I, I hate it because when it comes to Nape, I, I'm always trying to be very reserved in my praise. Because yeah, I because know they have on a track a dime, record of just always yeah, collapsing. A, I, I don't know if the, I, I, it, this seems like a different Napoli to me, just men, mentality-wise. Like, I hope they, so. It's not like they're winning. It's just like, they look like Bayern-level dominant. Where They play a game, you're like, holy fuck. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, out of all the games I've seen from them, the two big games that they played, the Milan and the Roma games, they look like that's at times they can kind of be caught on the big stage a little bit. Well, that's the thing. I I don't know. Like the Champions League wise, <sighs> Champions League wise, like they, the way they demolished Liverpool, I think it was more of. Obviously, you have to put away the chances, but I think it was more of a Liverpool got the game plan wrong versus Napoli were right. two classes above Liverpool because Liverpool on their right. day can be one of the best teams in Europe. Like, I'm not gonna take that against them, but it's like when you play again, when you play the absolute wrong system against Napoli, you're gonna get punished. But you know, it, it's really good to see. It's really fun to see Naples on the uh, Napoli on the big stage, especially with that crowd, yep. that passionate fan base. Especially yeah, in the stadium, like you gotta love it. And as a, as the best southern team in Italy, and being southern Italian as you, myself, Rocco Galano, yep. and Mike are, it's always great to see a southern Italian team really taking to these guys and, frankly, destroying them. But yep, you know, hopefully, keeps going. You know, I'm not gonna say they're gonna win it yet. I still think that with yeah, Inter waking man. up, it's a little scary. Um, I mean, the thing with the thing with the the thing with Milan is they. They always manage to not impress but get wins. Like I'm never really impressed when I watch Milan. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. No, they it does. Won the title and I wasn't. You know, what I mean, it's just they're never like an impressive team. Uh, that's the fear is that like maybe they Napoli slips a game or two and Milan just keeps chugging away because they 
they're right on their heels. Well, that, well that's I don't what think, happened last year. I don't think year. Lazio lasts. I don't think Atalanta lasts. Roma's out with their injuries. Like Inter, Inter can climb up the table and get back up to yeah. Napoli for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's really for me. I think it's between Napoli and Milan at this point. Milan just Milan knows how to win. They have that pedigree. They have that. They have that endurance. What I'm afraid of. I think this might happen more in the Champions League. Like great, Napoli's doing really well, but like it's just something has to give at some point, and I don't know what it is. If I if I'm Napoli, you, all, like it's just a young team that's that's truly unproven. Like they're doing great, but it's October. Yeah, you know what I mean. If if I'm Napoli, if I have to cut an expense, it would probably be the Champions League. And yeah. focus on City. No, you gotta you gotta win that. To I think out, I you think gotta win. I think the way the team is constructed, and you know, if you look at that roster up and down, they actually have a decent amount of experience in every facet of the game, right? Like Ravmani been has been in Napoli for two. This is the thing, his second or third season now. Di Lorenzo's been in Napoli for a few seasons. Mara Rui has been out there for a few seasons. Zielinski, um, Angisa. You have those guys that were in, at Napoli last year. You have Lozano who's been in Napoli for a few years. Austin who's been in Napoli for two, I think it's his third or second season. You have these guys that have been at Serie A, but haven't been in Champions League to really have that experience of, right. okay, how to win right. a Champions League. So I think if if you're Spalletti and you have to pick one, I think you prioritize Serie A because you have a better chance of these players understanding how Serie A goes and also how to win in Serie A because you were, so, you were relatively close to winning it last year. And to your point about Milan... That happened last year. Once Milan beat yep. Napoli, Napoli just went on a somewhat of a little bad spell of form, and Milan just kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. And it wasn't pretty. They got it was like a lot of one nothings, two ones. Yeah, but, Milan's not a pretty team. But whatever Pioli gives them in the water, like they drink it and they just perform. Like yeah, they, they just win. They just win. They, they, bend, they know how to win. They bend but don't break. And Galano and Mike said it last year when we were doing the, when we first launched the pod. Yep. That this is one of the worst. This was one of the worst title winning teams in a long time, by a mile. But they still by won it. You got to give them credit they too. It. They still won it, and you know they're the incumbent holders, and they're going to be the team to be going forward. Inter's going to have a little bright spots here, and then I think that they're going to end up becoming at quote unquote out of nowhere the second place team or the first place team. Like they have that potential in their squad. So I it, again, th- those are my reservations, but. All in all, seeing Napoli perform this well, you, you got to just love it as an Italian supporter. Yeah, and no, it's great for Serie A. Yeah. But, you know, to Milan, you know, Milan are on, they're not on the brink, but it's do or die against Salzburg for Champions yeah. League. And it's, it's similar to what happened last year when they were in the group of death where it's like, do they focus on Champions League and go against their Champions League DNA of winning it and focus maybe more you gotta, on Serie A? Or... Do you, you kind of throw it and just focus on retaining it? Like, I'm a big sucker for culture and identity and all that shit. Like in terms of football, yeah. Um, if you're Milan, you gotta go for it. You just can't. Like, if you have one Serie A, like great. You can still win Serie A. Like, you gotta start proving it yourself on the big stage in Europe. Like, I don't know if they can. I'm not really convinced they can. But yeah, out of out of the th- out of the three teams that are possibly gonna like Milan's the only possible one. The other ones are certified going through. Out of the three, I would be most concerned for Milan in Champions League due to the fact that I think of the three, they have the le- the smallest amount of squad depth. Yeah, in every position, like at the back, they might be more depth than the other two thirds of the field. But midfield, they don't right. have many players. Forward, we've been anguishing it on the pod for a while that they don't have many wingers, not a lot of forwards, and Leao can only do so much once teams figure him out. So yep. I would just be concerned that if they go to Champions League all the way, that that's really going to hinder their Serie A performances, especially in a year with the World Cup happening midseason. Which yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think if Mike were here, he'd say go for the Champions League. You just, you just have to, man. Yeah, and also like it, it, even as like a neutral, I feel like it's fun to see these like historic Italian team. Maybe yeah. not be as much, but like Inter and Milan, it's fun to see them in these later stages. Yeah, I agree. Like, Inter was the only team last year that beat Liverpool in the Champions League knockout stages up until the final. Yep. They went to Anfield and won one nothing. Like, that's not easy to do. And I think for overall exposure for Italian soccer, I think I think it's huge. And I hope that they do well. And I hope that, they can, that every team can go further in the tournament. But we'll see. Yep. We'll see. 
But um, so I, I got to know, are you now, now that you've come back from the motherland, you've come back from Rome. Yep. Are you going to convert or are you staying with your Juventini? I got to know this. Listen, I'm I, listen. I'm not I'm not a meme rocker or Mike Mike guy. I I love Juve. I'll go with Juve till I till I die. But I will say Roma's a team you really just can't hate. Yeah, it's not like you can hate Lazio though. You can hate Lazio. You go. That's a different. No, you can hate the fucking the bumpkins from 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 Lazio. <laughs> awful fan base. But it, it's, 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 it's if it's if West it's like West Virginia of of like Italy. Oh like God. just just totally yeah terrible experience at a Lazio game. But um. You just you really just can't hate Roma. Like they're they're from the capital. There's not really like a cultural reason to hate them, like Fiorentina or someone else from mm-hmm. the north where it's like, ah, oh, fuck them. Yeah. And it's not like they're like a victim mentality, like Fiorentina and Napoli, where they're like, whoa, whoa is me mm-hmm. all the time. Um, amazing stadium. It I was telling Mike and Rocco, it's one of those experiences when you go to the stadium where <sighs> just everyone who's in the stadium you know, their their fam they're from Rome, their family's from Rome, their grandfather, they're just Roman. And you get that feeling of it's like it's like this is our team, these are our boys, like not no corporate like, oh, I'm here to watch this game because of it's just all families, it's all just Romans enjoying it. Like a team that means critical to like a team that's critical to the identity. So I really appreciated that. I think of the teams in Italy, probably the only teams you get like that that are successful or like Roma and Napoli, where you yeah. get that like, the people who support this team, they're from here. Yeah. The, There's no like, you went to the Barcelona game, it's like half the stadium is from America, from Britain, from from Norway, and they're yeah. all foreigners. Mm-hmm. They're not real fans. And then you go to a Roma game, you got fucking whatever it is, 69,000 fans chanting all the chants together. It's amazing. Yeah. So, Ro- Roma, Roma is a team I will always be happy if they do well. Yeah, it was, sure. it, it was <clears> definitely – Interesting when we went in May, uh, this past summer slash spring, when we went and yeah. we we saw them, they were coming out of the conference league game, and yep. the amount of just like pure passion that they had for the team, like the flag waving, the the scarves, the jerseys, the overall passion yep. when they sang, and also yep. it's like the Roman people are very welcoming to people who want to enjoy their team playing. So I, I agree with everything you said. Unlike Lazio. Unlike Lazio. That, that's a, we're not going to limit on that, but you know, yeah. this is a city pod. Got to talk about my boys for Tina. Not going to lie. Really disappointed. What's going on. Just speak on it. It's just you, they, they I, I, I gotta make a good analogy. on this. I want to hear this. They're like the if you're a girl, they're okay. like the 3 a.m. you up text where it's like you know it's gonna be <laughs> a good time, but then once the guy leaves, you feel crappy. Where it's oh, like man. there's like moments of euphoria, and then there's moments of just pure sadness. Wow. And you're just wow, like that, that was that was that was poetic, man. But it's just like you you look at this team talent wise in City, you're like okay, this should be at least a top half, if not European spot team. Minimum, based on the talent, based on Serie A level talent, like these players have played in Serie A. They're they have games. The Inter game they played well, except for the defense. Um, the Juve game they played well. Napoli, I think they actually beat Napoli or tied Napoli or something like that. But you have these games where they play super super well. Then you have these just dumb yep. dumb mistakes, like. Like, I'm going to pull up the scores right now, right? They lost to Lazio 4 nothing. Fine, whatever. They tie Lecce. They lost yep. Atalanta. They beat, <coughs> they beat Verona. They lost to Bologna. Like, I, I, this team, it, it hurts, and it's euphoric to, to root for them because it's like, okay, small club mentality. Quote-unquote root for them. Yeah, quote-unquote. Yeah. I'm more for the vibes and the gear than anything else. But... <laughs> You had these great highs, like, wow, we're really contending with the team. We're taking it to them. Then you have the, we can't beat Lecce when Lecce got a red card. Like, it's... It's beautiful. Beautiful. I know it's beautiful for you. And the thing is, like, I'm glad I'm not an actual Fiorentine descendant, because if I were, me and you would probably be arguing all over the place. You wouldn't talk to us. Yeah. Better than us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are are a Milan fan, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, that's Um, true. But, yeah, it's just... It's just sad because you know you ha- like 
I'm not even from Florence. I'm not, I just started following them kind of last year, more so this year. But it's like for those that really love the team, it's really heartbreaking to see because it's just like oh, it is. You have <laughs> such a dick. Um, but it's just like you know, it's like the Nalby thing, but worse, right? Where it's like yeah. you just have to always be conscious. Like this is Fiora. They're gonna lose. A really, really bad game, and you should be like, ah, well, that's them. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, Atalanta and Udinese, the surprise packages of Serie A, they're just yeah, man. What a what a what a league it's become. I I love it. I love this parody, and I love Twitter. Amazing. Serie A Twitter is toxic at times, and I definitely don't recommend for the faint of heart. But yep. for those that when it's funny about other leagues being farmer leagues. Like I saw a tweet today where it shows that three, all three, three of the four Spanish teams didn't qualify for champions league knockout. That's crazy. And the meme was, are we the farmers league? (laughs) So, so, you know, and it's also good being an Italian seeing after kind of a down period of Italian European presence to see these teams come up and, you know, be successful. So, yep. Kudos to Atalanta, kudos to Udinese, kudos to Lazio, who's just crushing it right now. Like, it looks yeah, like Saiball wow. is really in effect, and, you know, hopefully it continues. And it's going to make all yeah. these Champions League places even more impressive to when they get it. But, yeah. Any closing thoughts before we get to game picks? Oh, man. Closing thoughts. Hell of a league. I. It, it's really is a toss up. I think it's going to be between Napoli, Milan, and Inter. Mm hmm. For the title, I think Inter is going to make a run, and I think the other teams will eventually cool down. Uh, Juve is just the you re, you got to hope with Pogba and Kessebak they managed to to climb to like fifth. Yeah, it's really it's really alarming. I I, re, I, I really wonder where they finish. You want to hear you want to hear a really hot take now? You know, post Let's hear, what couple games. Finish? I had I had Juve second to Inter. Yeah, you fucking idiot. I never said I never said I was smart. Uh, I want that to be known. <laughs> I never said I was an, in, an intellectual person. I had <coughs> I had Inter first, Juve second, Milan third, Roma fourth, Napoli fifth, Fiore sixth, Lazio Maran. seventh. Maran. Hey man, there's still we're not even a third into the season yet, and we're all fucked. And we're all. F- <laughs> I had Dude, Monza. What? I had Monza fourteenth. So let me see if I actually got that right so far. Yeah, they've been uh, I'm one off. Monza is in 15th. I'm one po- I was one place. Yeah, they've been, they recovered a little bit. Yeah, they changed the coach they and they've been really playing well. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, they were really bad at the start. But um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's get to game picks. But right before we game do game picks. picks, I'm going to give an update on when we last did predictions, what the table is. Last place, to your delight, is Galano with five points. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> In second to last is Rocco with seven. Even better, two winners at the bottom. Yep. You and Mike are tied for second with eight points. And sitting atop is the lovely Mm -hmm. producer and host of this pod. Not corrupt. Not corrupt. I am the white knight this pod needs. Uh Uh-huh. And I have 14 points. I got a nice nice six-point gap that could go within a day. Oh, man. Now I have a question. Are we? Are we? How, what's the penalty for not showing up from Gaetano and Mike? So they get. I think I said it's a minus one. I have to relook at the pod that we did last time and see if that's actually what it was. It's a minus for whatever scores that they put in. And then, but if Mike doesn't give us any picks, he just gets the lowest score of the week. Right. Right. right that was it. Yeah. Okay. So we are doing two games this week, just because it's. There's not many good games this week, so give me one sec while I update my Excel sheet. Let me just make sure I got the order correct. Okay. Okay, I just got to add Rocco's name. Okay, so the first game we are doing is Torino at Milan. Julio, I'm going to you first. I'm going to go 2-1 Milan. Okay, Going two one, Milan. You said. Mhm. I'm going one nothing Milan. Let's see what a dumb. Let's see what a dumb friend said. 
Yeah. Dumb podcasts that don't show up to this thing. That's what they do. Okay. So Rocco has two nothing Milan. Okay. Mike has three nothing Milan. Whoa. Wow. And Galano has one one. He I, I'm not gonna lie, I gotta do a stat because every time Torino plays a team, he either does a tie or one nothing. He hasn't done anything no. more than that. That's hilarious. And then the other game is Napoli v Sassuolo. I will go first on this. I will go three one Napoli. I'm gonna go three one Napoli as well. Okay. Good minds think alike, you know? That's what, they, that's what they do. That's what they say? That's what the saying is? What the hell? Why is that? Oh, hold on one sec. My Excel is not being my friend right now. Okay. I am seeing my bozo friends. <laughs> Damn bozos. Delano has 3 nothing Napoli. Everyone, everyone's picking Napoli. Holy shit. Yeah. The, the Mikey's got 4 nothing Napoli. And Rocco's got 2 nothing. 2 nothing. Okay. So let me just make sure I got this. I have 1 nothing Milan. Galano has 1-1. One, one. Mike has 3 nothing Milan, Julio has 2-1 Milan, and Rocco has 2 nothing Milan. Going opposite order, Rocco has 2 nothing Napoli. You have you and I have 3-1 Napoli. Mike has 4 nothing Napoli and then Galano has 3 nothing Napoli. Okay. Yep. All right, hopefully those bums keep, you know, not not performing well, and you and I can take first and second. You, you know, in support of divided J- up among ourselves. In support of M and G Worldwide Co. Um, M and G baby. M and G baby. But Julio, thank you for hopping on. It's been too long. Hopefully, no more traveling for a little bit, so we can get some episodes. Yeah, in. it's been a pleasure. But as always, yep, as always. But until next time, 